Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by Flawless Nose Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram now. Um, Facebook, good to hear look, finding me. And my AKA for us tonight will be if the state of the world within the past year or so has not radicalized you, I don't know what you're doing. Um, and I'm joined by... What's going on, everybody? This is XO on Twitter, a.k.a. JPEG on Instagram, a.k.a. Talbianca out in the wild in general, a.k.a. Soft Cookies, or that girl in hard times. Hard times indeed, child. The world is, whoo. <sighs> we, in, we in the project hallways or the project hallways. We are. I, 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 honestly, I feel like we are beyond project hallways. I feel like we are under the projects at this point. Hmm. Um, currently we are fate. We are in the uh, midst of, uh, climate change showing its ass, um, rounding out the winter. Um, currently, um, send one out, send, uh, um, honestly, send, send your coins. I don't even want to say press, send your coins. Cause again, we all we got, but Texas is going through it right now. Um, the West coast is going through it right now. Uh, upper part of north, the northwest is going through it right now. Uh, the south is going through it right now because of the weather um, and the infrastructure of six communities, etc., is failing. Um, which honestly is what happens when your country as a whole um, spends more money on uh, wars and keeping the rich rich um, instead of investing that into better infrastructure to you know prepare for things like this to, you know, keep the citizens of the country safe and powered and, you know, warm through things like this, you know, natural disasters, what have you. That's what happens when your whole country is um, invested in capitalism and imperialism. You know, that, that kind of thing tends to happen. Uh, yep. Yeah, you would think that between the mail service and Amtrak and all these other industries that are you know, not quite up in smoke, but it shit done got real, right? You know, the, the, shit, done got, the, shit done got real, done got real spooky. Yeah, the, the toll man then came to collect. And um, one thing about it is, it's going to be on time, whether you are or not. So uh, the people who make the decisions, right? Because I see a lot of the commentary that seems to be aimed at individuals, which is fucking weird because it's like, the people who see this, the people who have to interact with this, the people who have the misfortune of dealing with your bullshit that you're levying at them, they're not the ones who are the decision makers in the places where they live. They just live there. Gotta live somewhere. And so, I don't know. I just, I wish people would exercise more practice and shut the fuck up. I wish Northerners in particular would exercise more practice in that because they keep on talking about, oh, on the East Coast, we we deal with snow 50 times worse than this, so we'd be fine. And I'm like, no, that's because your city builds into its budget accounting for things like this. Yeah. Builds in stronger infrastructure, builds in, you know, having salt uh, trucks and snow plows and things of that sort. Why would Texas have salt trucks and snow plows? They're talking about weather like this ain't been recorded since 1877. Who you know that's, that's still alive from 1877? <laughs> <laughs> Who you know that's 100 and 48 years old, whatever the number would be based on the year, right? Exactly. So, this shit is unprecedented. Unprecedented means not only have we never experienced this, but we don't think we're going to experience this. So, they don't 
they don't build that out, right? It, it would be like walking in a H&R block and expecting them to start selling you hot dogs. Yeah. That would be unprecedented. That's not what they do. That's not what they're known for doing. That's not what you expect them to be doing. So, and you would think again with the 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 pandemic and just again the utter incompetence of our elected officials and government, you would think people would have a bit more empathy, a bit more um, nuance, a bit more just. If you don't have nothing nice to say and don't say anything at all, aka shut the fuck up, you would think that. But niggas just got to be assholes. Yep. And I, I'll tell you, I'll go just one step further and we can kind of get to the other stuff that we need to do on this here show. I lived in the cold weather places. I lived in Chicago. I lived in Canada. Y'all don't be going out in the snow. Stop playing in my face. <laughs> talk about how, how tough and bold y'all are, how y'all handle real winters and stuff. Don't nobody like doing that shit. And again, I'm a bartender. You can't sneak nothing past me. I was in the bars. I never missed a day at work. And trust me, on them snow days, I would be leaving that bar $28. Well, the two tables who still bothered to come out to dinner would be the two tables that I made my little money off of. Y'all wasn't there. And it wasn't a time in my life when I would have been relying on southern money anyway. So it ain't even like, oh, well, tourists didn't. No, nobody showed up. The people who live here didn't show up. So don't go talking to people in fucking Texas, which is like, it's still a south. This, this. You know, they be wanting to not be a part of the South some years and other years they be wanting to be on a South got something to say tip, but that's still a South. Geographically, if nothing else, that's still a South. Right. So again, it would just behoove you niggas to shut the fuck up. Right. All that all that staying inside that y'all be doing when it snows, like practice shutting the fuck up along with right. that. And especially in the pre- especially staying inside, staying the fuck inside now, because again, it's a goddamn pandemic outside. Anyway, <sighs> enough about that. Tired of you niggas being irritating. Uh, let's tell you about this network, FlawlessNoisesMedia.com. You can go and get a little glimpse at all the things we got going on on this network. I said I was thinking about starting a blog on a network as well. That's still, still ruminating on it, right? Because me and blogging, we go back to 2002. And um, what I can say about it is I ain't always consistent about it. So... We shall see. That's the way I'm going to put it. We shall see. But yeah, go to falsehoodsmedia.com. Check out all the wonderful things we got going on on this network. We got all kind of good ass, black ass hashtag content for your consumption. And even with that, we understand, hey, look, you got other means of consuming things. You got other things you into. So we treat it like a grab bag. Take, take what you will. Enjoy what you will. Share what you think others might enjoy with them. And so forth and so on. Love on us. Become a patron or make a direct donation. Those things are always greatly appreciated. As you may notice, we don't really read ads on the SIN network, but we do appreciate all the support that y'all give. And if you could share us with people you think might become fans of us, something we got going on in this network, then hey, all the better. Indeed. Well said. So with that, let's get into the show. Um, a lot happened um within the last week since we recorded um starting off on a bit of sad news want to say rest in peace and condolences to supreme's co-founder and singer mira wilson um who passed away at the age of 76 Um, she passed away in her home in henderson nevada her publicist jay schwartz announced 
Uh, he did uh, at the time did not confirm the cause of deaths. Uh, the cause of death. Sorry. Um, the group was founded in in Detroit as the Primates in 1959 when Wilson was 15 years old. Um, the lead, lead singer Diana Ross tweeted, uh, my condolences to Mary's family. I reminded that each day is a gift. I have so many wonderful memories of our time together. The Supremes will live on in our hearts with several heart emojis. Um, of course, this couldn't go with Bear with Bear Gordo without not making a statement. Uh, he's uh, when again when news broke that she passed, he said that he was. Uh, I am extremely shocked and saddened to hear the passing of a major member of, Mo, of the Motown family, uh, Mary Wilson of the Supremes. The Supremes opened doors for themselves, the other Motown acts, and many, many others. I was always so proud of Mary. She was quite a star in her own right. Over the years, continued to work hard to boost the legacy of the Supremes. Mary was extremely special to me. She was a trailblazer, a diva, and she would be deeply missed. Um. Honestly, yes. Like, uh, again, I swear to God, 2021, if you started off on this bullshit of us losing, uh, I, uh, first first Sicily, then Mary, like within close proximity of each other, like what, not even what, like a week, a week and a half? Week and a half, two weeks, somewhere around there, yeah. But rest in peace to an icon. Again, like um, Barry himself said, the Supremes, um, Icons, um, iconic group, uh, just being part of that Motown family and, and that in itself legendary. Um, and again, just the many avenues that they opened. Um, and again, with the founder of Mary specifically, uh, she will be missed. Um, she her legacy will live on. Um, again, we have we not only the people that were close to her, her family, her co work. Um, shit, I don't even say necessarily co work, say her family. Uh, her legacy will live on through them and through us um, as people who were fan, who are fans of their music, who are fans of people who were influenced by their music. Um, their, her legacy and the Supreme's legacy and her work will continue to live on, you know, through through generations, through us. So let me let me summarize that um, a little more succinctly. If there's a girl group you like, you owe it to the Supremes, basically. Right. Pretty Destiny much. Child, or to the Supremes. Absolutely. DLC, or to the Supremes. <laughs> Absolutely. And Vogue, or to the Supremes. Expose, you owe it to the Supremes. Cleopatra, you owe it to the Supremes. Fifth, uh, what was Danny Kane? You owe it to the uh, to the Supremes. All of it. Like mm-hmm. their capacity for the performance, right? Because a lot of their songs are written by Holland Doja Holland, right? Which is like that that trio of uh, songwriting titans under the Motown banner, uh, under the Motown banner. And when they would write these songs to the Supremes and they would give their emotion and their heart and soul to these songs, like that what that's what propelled them to be the greatest selling group in Motown history. So you talk about legacy, you talk about icon, you talk about uh, carrying on, continuation, all of it. That's the Supremes. They're the ones who started that, right? You want to get into the emotions? Yes. The point of sisters, yes, all of it, right? They were really like the trailblazers of the multi-part girl group who could bring you success, could bring you good-ass songs about a variety of topics, singing them with that heart and soul and passion that made Motown such a strong force in the music industry. That continues on to this day, right? Not Motown as Motown per se, but 
when you think about kind of how popular music has been shaped, right? I mean, there's Motown, there's James Brown, there's Chuck Berry, there's Aretha Franklin, there's not many others, you know, after or beyond them. And they sort of created so many blueprints for so many artists that follow, you know, like your Princes, like your Michael Jacksons, like your, um, you know, again, TLC, like your Mariah Carey's, your Whitney's, so forth and so on. So you can consider this like a mini bring it bike for the month of February. Um, and it, it hurts to talk about this in the passing of a member of such a Titanic group. But what you need to know, what you need to know is, again, all of the enjoyment of the girl group that you have carried with you through the years, no matter where you fall generationally, you owe some level of it to the Supremes. Absolutely. So rest in peace, uh, Mary Wilson. Gone, but never, ever, ever, ever will be forgotten. Um, in more unfortunate news uh, over the week, uh, former NFL wide receiver Vincent Jackson was found uh, dead Monday in the Florida hotel room, according to the Hillsborough County uh, Sheriff's Office. Um, Jackson was found at approximately 1130 a.m. Eastern, Eastern time on Monday at the Homewood Suites in Brandon, Florida. Police said there was no apparent signs of trauma in the Hillsborough County Medical Examiner's Office uh has as of right now yet to determine the cause of death um it has led into an investigation and that is um all that we have at this moment um jackson had been staying uh he had checked into the hotel at jane uh on january 11th and had been staying in the room since uh since that day um Yeah, uh, this is this is another this is another like shitty sign of how apathetic the league is about their players once they become former players. Mm-hmm. Ryan Weep of all people, right? We, we do not remember him for having a stellar career or stellar life after his career. Went on a tirade, basically talking about you know how the league doesn't care about these players and how you know their mental health is important and. After they retired, it just kind of get discarded, and his um, because his big statement was he doesn't want to continue to stand by and watch you know NFL players disappear because the multi billion dollar industry won't do the right thing, and he say what you will about right, right? I mean, again, he's had his own share of trouble on and off the field or what have you. But he's not wrong. He's not wrong. There's a lot of players out there who give their all to this game and watches their career prospects dwindle down as they focus on moving toward this particular career path. And the league does not really help them with life after football, doesn't help them with the mental health, doesn't help them with the brain injury support, doesn't help them with the physical you know, things that a lot of times you'll see these players – these guys will be 40 years old and they're walking with canes and they say that they move like people twice their age in some cases. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a, it's, it's, it's like a parallel to the military, you know, like how military vets, a lot of them, many of them black, um, especially will tell you like they sign up, you know, in this military, in the military, you know, it's this proud, you know, you know, 
honor to you know serve for your country and stuff and then once you finish with with serving your country and whatever you come back shit they treat you like shit it's hard for this especially black ones like i i can tell you right now mm-hmm. like horror stories from um that my father and my cousins and my uncle will tell you about having to deal with the va like like how little treatment and care that they give and how like I, like whenever people um you know especially now where we're entering this age of like a lot of more people becoming radicalized and stuff and one of the biggest like hurdles like especially for some you know a lot of black people is you know the military because a lot of you know because of our circumstances that um our material material conditions aren't that good many of them join the military because it's like free money and shit but like and when people say fuck the military, it's like, how could you say that, especially black people? Because, you know, there's so many opportunities for, for them. And I'm like, that's how I know y'all don't talk to niggas outside. Because nobody says fuck the military more than ex-military people, specifically black ones. Hello. Hi. It me. It, it, that, that, see, there you go. Like, don't nobody say fuck the military than the military, like ex-military people. So, like. To your point, bringing it back to the NFL, especially like how hard, just think about like how hard the NFL was, you know, on Kaepernick, you know, about about kneeling and the police and like bringing the military into it and talking about it's disrespectful to the vets. But meanwhile, y'all act just like the military in regards to your NFL players, because once they in exit the lead and, and honestly even while they're in the league but still once they exit the lead y'all don't give a fuck about them anymore just like the military does the same way and so i don't know I, it could be this this could all be for nothing this could just as likely be just an aneurysm right or exploded the pet it can be a number of things like you said they haven't determined the cause of death yet but the likelihood even alone that it's something mental just based on the fact that this man who made millions of dollars in the league and hadn't been out the game that long had checked into a hotel yes his according to been the report, there for a month his, uh, according to the report um his family filed a missing persons report on Wednesday uh, they found him in the hotel Friday, um, and that and the case, the missing report, the missing persons report was canceled because at that point his well being had been, you know, confirmed as well, air quotes. And then, like after the weekend, Monday morning, he was turned up dead. They found him dead. So, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Like um, I said it, it's just hard to witness, right? And. You know, for all the shit we give Larry Johnson about being a Twitter nigga, because he do be being a Twitter nigga. But like, we know. Oh, does he? He be a a head ass, like the head assiest of head asses. But even he, you know, they did a feature article on him a while back about how he's afraid he won't be around to help raise his daughter because he's afraid of what what the game did to him and how he has moments in his career that he just doesn't remember. <sighs> sad. It's sad. It's sad. But rest in peace, Vincent Jackson. Condolences to his family. And again, just the shit like this is why like I'm not judging or shaming anybody. I'm just saying for myself personally it's hard to it's, it's why I had to honestly say fuck the NFL. 
Yeah. Because how do you get down? Between how they treat the cap and how they treat the retired players, and just it's 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 a mess. And then that and like the the like how they handle domestic violence and stuff like that is just it's 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 hard for me to stomach the NFL. So I I had to walk away. Speaking of stuff that's hard to stomach, moving on, um, a lot of people cannot stomach the nerve of this white man. Um, Justin Timberlake is allegedly trying to make good, allegedly. Um, (laughs) In a statement posted to his Instagram account on Friday, the singer issued an apology to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson for, quote, missteps that he says contributed to, quote, a system that condones misogyny and racism. We can park it right the fuck here. Because... Somebody, I forget his name, blame it on my head, not my heart. But when this shit happened, somebody tweeted that they posted on Twitter for, hold on, it's 2021, five years ago, five years ago, because it was 2016. Five years ago, he posted and posted a question on Twitter, will Justin Timberlake ever apologize for the treatment of Janet Jackson? And Justin replied to him, and we got this. Honestly, hilarious quote. I mean, it's fuck him, but the quote was hilarious. We got that, oh, you sweet soul. That's how we got that shit. From him, quote, I guess, searching his name, I guess. And find, (laughs) right? Finding that man, finding that black man who said that and being like, oh, you sweet soul. The more you realize we are the same, the sooner we can have a conversation. Bye. That shit was in 2016. Fast forward five years later, now this motherfucker issuing an apology. Um, but anyway, as I continue to read, quote, I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concern, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times of my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or I did not speak up for what was right. Uh, now. You don't have to like say to... what you did. We already know. We found out from them. The... <laughs> Well done, Bianca. Well done. Which is hilarious. He, um, which is hilarious yeah, you say can, that because uh Marsha Ambrosia just uh tweeted, she tweeted lyrics. So I forget what lyrics she exactly tweeted. But uh she tweeted uh oh she tweeted Crimea River when this broke. So that shit was I that shit was hilarious. I look I love uh I love timely classy shade like that. Um yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, again, it is not up to me um, to determine sorriness. Because honestly, Justin said this shit, and most niggas was most niggas were like, I mean, all right, nigga, but fuck you, like, <laughs> like that. For me, like, it just seems forced for me personally because i mean shit even in his apology like what i just wrote he said i've seen the messages tags and comments and concerns so you wasn't gonna say nothing until you saw this because you've been getting bullet about this shit for like 84 years now and you just not saying something now it's also very convenient because justin got a new movie or some kind of special coming out um i know recently um, it's upcoming, some kind of upcoming film or movie. Some, some he he pro, he got something coming up soon, and this to me reeks of get in front of this now because you know you got a project coming up and you know you finna get asked some questions about this shit, especially after the Britney documentary. 
Yeah, it's just it just doesn't yeah, come off genuine. Right. And it's weird because it's like, oh, that whole man of the woods shit didn't go over like you thought it would. Mm. And now you you're trying to run back to the to the graces of the people who made you something? Fuck out of here. Go to hell. Mm. Yeah, I'm just I'm sorry, like it is hard for me to believe that a man who just five years ago was like, oh, you sweet soul, at the mere notion of yeah, uh, nigga, you need to apologize to Janet Jackson. And five years later is now, oh, oh, I recognize the error of my ways. Oh, by the way, I got a new movie coming out soon. Please go watch it. Like, it just it just seems like somebody put a bug in his ear like, look, 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 white nigga, get in front of this shit now. Because especially with this Britney documentary coming up and all your past shit coming on Front Street, you need to get in front of this now. You know what? It, it, it reminds me of. It reminds me a little bit of when Kevin Hart was asked to apologize for his homophobic tweets. Yeah, it reminds me a little of that, um, but on but like reverse, right? Because Kevin, um, instead of getting in front of it and just apologizing. He said, fuck it. Justin is being like, well, let me get in front of it and apologize. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, it's just, it's too little, like way too late, right? And even if it was enough, it's still way too late. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I mean, listen, Justin, and when this broke, like, especially like when the Britney documentary came out, which I, I looked at it and whew. The world owes Britney Spears an apology. <laughs> like again, it'll be a, a lot late, but the world owes Britney Spears an apology. <laughs> like dead ass. Um, and ju- with Justin's involvement and then like all the other shit of his past coming out, like Justin been a piece of shit for a long time. And he is he has skated by because of who he has been able to work with. Um, and connections that he has, and the the fact that the some of the um, people that were affected by his callousness, um, people tended to throw away. Like again, Brittany, you know, Janet. Like he has skated by being a piece of shit for a long time. Yeah, and two things can be tr- true. The longest. Yeah, and two things can be true. Niggas was jamming to to his songs, um, more so because again of production and who he was working with more so than his actual talent. This is not me saying the nigga wasn't isn't talented, but the, he, people made him a lot more than he made people. Um, but yeah, that shit allowed him to cook while he was being a piece of shit for a long time. And one thing about them chickens. They always come to roost. All the time. All the time. Uh, speaking of chickens coming to roost, um, her, the artist her, uh, she faces a $3 million lawsuit over 2016 single Focus. Which I, oh, boy. I, right? I, love, I do love that song. Um, yeah. But yeah, she had, uh, her has reportedly been hit with a $3 million lawsuit a copyright infringement lawsuit for her 2016 single Focus days after her appearance at the Super Bowl. The singer 
um, is being sued by a songwriter and pianist, Andre Sims, who also filed suit against co-producer Daryl DJ Camper and co-writer Justin uh, Justin Love and Sony Music Entertainment for allegedly sampling his track Endless Minds Without Compensation. In a letter obtained by the Jasmine brand, Sims claims that Camper even spoke of Endless Minds as an inspiration for Focus in a past interview. Um, I'm on Instagram, I'm scrolling, and then it's a guy I follow, a uh, crazy piano player, uh, Camper allegedly says in the interview. Um, The article doesn't have a said interview. I'm guess I'm assuming that's why they still say allegedly. Um, but anyway, Sims claims that he has been trying to contact Wilson and her team for months with legal action being the last resort. Wilson has yet to respond to the claims. Um, quote, I hope to avoid court and a heated public outcry, but after months of trying to get them to do the right thing, they left me with no other alternative, and my fans want me to fight for back for what's rightfully mine and this copyright to the song Sims wrote in a letter. So he is seeking three million for copyright infringement, um, injunctive relief, and wants the court to order the defendants to create a trust for trust to hold his share of the royalties along with an accounting of all the song's profits to date. So there you go. So did that song make three million dollars? Now that is the that is that is the, the question. Sorry, it's kind of an asshole question, but you know, you know, I'm going with this. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing we had with um who who was it? Who was it? With um when that when when I forget the I forget already that um that Bronx rapper was suing um Lil um Nicki Minaj and uh Young Money for that song that he claimed that they that they stole that she stole from him. And we was like, Oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, dude, do do, do yeah. they even have a, have that money? <laughs> Right, because I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess it comes from other things, but again, what's the net worth, right? Can you sue somebody for more than their net worth? Yeah, let's see. I'm finna look up. I'm finna look it up right now. How much, how much did the song hurt, the, the, the song hurt? How much did the song Focus make? We finna see yeah. now. In the meantime, like, let me be clear about this. I'm not saying for artists who have their shit ripped to not get their bread, but I am saying, you know, like, what is, I guess what's reasonable, right? I guess you aim high and you settle somewhere close to the middle or you settle somewhere off that off that high, but I don't know. I just, I just want this person to get, get the bread they deserve. That's, that's why I am with it. Well, it's not bringing up anything or how much it's sold, but I'm assuming it's sold well. Now, I don't know if it sold $3 billion worth well, but but I'm sure it sold well because that song like was everywhere. So I don't know, but you know, hey, get your pr- get your bread, get your paper. If you can, you know, prove without a shadow of a doubt that they did not give you copy, uh, give you your credits for this, which was very easy for them to do, then they wrong. And hey, get your paper. That's right. Uh, speaking of more lawsuits, uh, <laughs> Diddy, Diddy accuses Sean John of stealing his image in a $25 million lawsuit. Oh. 
<laughs> this nigga did it and got so rich he's suing his goddamn self. Um, <laughs> Diddy has reportedly entered his second legal legal battle with Sean John. Goddamn, nigga, when was the first one? <laughs> um, but yeah, he Diddy is accusing Sean John, uh, the brand, um, is and its owner. Uh, for falsely attributing a quote to him to promote a new clothing line in a $25 million lawsuit. Um, The report is that his his complaint, which was filed in Manhattan on Thursday, says Sean John created a new collaborative line with women's clothing retailer Misguided and illegally used Diddy's likeness, image, and persona without his consent. Diddy Diddy launched Sean John in 1998 and later sold it to global brands to global brands group in 2016 he claims that he never endorsed oh, the line. okay yeah right um that explains it mm-hmm. um which i mean makes sense right because i mean as as much money as did it made from that shit that high priced ass shit um it would make sense eventually like he would sell it you know to you know make even more money than he already has uh, so it that makes sense um but yeah, Diddy claims he never endorsed the line, nor did he give Sean John Misguided and GBC, uh, uh, GBG, my bad, uh, permission to use his name. However, the companies concocted some quotes to make it appear as if he was connected to the new Sean John um, Cross um, Misguided brand. Uh, he said Diddy does not challenge Sean John's right to use the Sean John trademark, but rather Sean John's decision to leverage a fabricated quote that quote they created then falsely attributed to Mr. Combs and used Mr. Combs name and other monikers to create a false misleading impression that that Combs is the, is the decision maker behind the designs and creation of the GB the GBG collection did his lawyer Jonathan Davis said that is what they are suing them for um so yeah basically did is suing them because um he they use allegedly they using his likeness um to promote some shit that did it don't fuck with and i'm assuming honestly i'm assuming that people are like mad at diddy um because because of them using his name and his likeness and apparently these quotes and quips and stuff like that and Diddy's like listen y'all got the wrong nigga it's these niggas over here (laughs) that's the problem um which to be fair i get i get um So I can't really fault Mr. Uh, Sean Diddy Combs for that. Like if if you are taking shit, it's basically like taking my shit out of context, uh, out of context, and then loop, lumping me into some shit that I don't fuck with. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know if it's twenty five million. No, nah, that's hey, also the question. <laughs> get your get your bread. How you got to get it? I guess. I mean, so. with that though, it's like, did it? Don't you already got all the bread anyway? <laughs> but I mean, if, if niggas, I mean, he's wrong, sure rap about having all the bread, so right. I mean, in raps that other people write for him, but you know, hey, worry I mean, if he write rhymes, he write lawsuits. <laughs> show title. That's the show title. That's a long uh, show title. That's, right, that's the show title. We got anything else, or we uh, we gonna call it here? Just because it's the world's um, garbage. 
we'll wrap up with a couple of things. Um, wrap up with this. Wrap up with a couple of things. Um, Joel Santana, Lil Wayne are apparently allegedly finally coming out with um, a joint album in 2021, which they have been rumoring to be working on since what? Hell, 2000, what, seven, six? Like this shit, this shit been on pause longer than detox, or as long as detox. So, but anyway, if you are looking for new Lil Wayne music along with Joel Santana, hopefully he has all his teeth. Um, <laughs> I would say basically, yeah, one. <laughs> you know what? Listen, Joel Santana be like, oh, mm, 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 mm. uh, <laughs> that was me. But yeah, if okay. you're looking for, if you're looking for <laughs> if you're looking for that, they coming out with music in 2021. Uh speaking of other things, I'm assuming coming out of 2021, uh well no, not 2021, but things that are coming soon. Um in weird news, Phoebe Walker, Phoebe um Bridge and Donna Glover are creating a Miss Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV reboot. Which yeah. Um, uh, why? <laughs> I mean, not to be mean, but why? I mean, ain't but so many original ideas in the world, and I, I don't know. I guess if if I'm, I'm gonna let y'all tell me how that goes. That that's the you know what that's that. that's the perfect. But, I I agree, friend. That is but that, rewinding, that... <laughs> rewinding back to that that Joel Santana little wedding mixtape. They don't have to get the weekend on anything. Only got yeah, for that one. For the... <laughs> yeah, they gonna have to. Like they gonna have to put him on a song. Yeah, artists read um that they are apparently remaking that song. Um, like it's not a remix. It's like they are legit like whole ass remaking the song. So I guess I mean they they have to. They have to get the weekend on it. Cause the weekend decided he was like, you know what, I'm gonna take that song and just sound like if Trey Songs got sleepy. Mm. Um, <laughs> but that's all the news that we have. Um, we're not gonna do HBCU fashions this week because again, the world is um kind of shitty right now. We're just not in really in the headspace to read fashions and be funny and silly. Cause I mean, I. Listen, shit is real for your boy and your girl, okay? Uh, shit is real in the field. Um, so we just wanted to cover some cover some quick news and get up out of here. We thank you all for listening. We thank you all for supporting. Again, tell a friend welcome. to tell a friend. Yep, and welcome, Jeremy, to the 30, uh, 30 Plus Club because birthday was Sunday the 14th. Yes. So shout out to him for that. We had a nice good, uh, a nice good night of playing games and then roasting him on Clubhouse. <sighs> that y'all did that y'all did roast the fuck out of me on clubhouse you know but hey we roast you because you know because we care about you and we appreciate you so if we if we didn't fuck with you that would have took a whole different other tone but it was a good time it was a good time even it was a good time for y'all i don't know about a good time for me you know it wasn't a good time for me how about mario Kart was tripping because we was playing on 200 and i know on 200 you, you know you got to use the brakes as much as anything but nigga, they wasn't even letting me steer on that shit, and that's what was had me wild. And it was like, yo, I am breaking and hitting turn left 
but the car is not going to the left. Okay. That's how we doing me. And it wasn't doing on every course. It's only doing on some courses. So it's kind of it's kind of weird, but whatever. Um anyway, uh a a belated and you know, now I suppose public because Clubhouse is iPhone only. Happy 30th to you. Thank you. Thank you, man. And and thank you to everybody that wished you know, me. We've been doing birthday. this since you was. We've been doing this since mid 20s. We started doing this. Now you're 30. I'm just an old bitch. So. <laughs> hey, but listen, listen, hey. If I if I had to pick somebody to continue this 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 podcasting slash friendship journey with, I'm glad that it's you. Oh, well, I appreciate you. And yeah, we um. You know, had a good time, and I played Jeremy a nice, good selection of songs, including some Ice JJ Fish. Now that him. was now see now see that that was well that was well the night just went like just in disarray right there. Because why I did you do I, that? I disagree. Um, the night went in great places. I played "What's Up with You" by Michael Jackson and Murphy, and I played what else did I play? Um, and I played some Cuddy Grandson, which you should be streaming. You know what? All right, everybody, we out again. Thank you all for the birthday wishes. Thank you all for the birthday drinks. Uh, We'll be back next week. We out.